Hello, I'm Kurt Dillon. I'm a captain here in Gloucester City Fire Department, and you're in the lovely town of Gloucester City on the Delaware River in our 27-foot Sea York Marine Unit. Uh, our responsibilities are with this vessel, our search, rescue, recovery. Uh, we patrol from West Effort all the way up to, we've been called to the Burlington Bristol Bridge, which is about three bridges up from where we're at. We do around Camden City. Uh, we're more of a search and rescue unit with this uh, vessel. Uh, our responsibilities are as far as check. We do it a few times a week. We check the fuel. We take it out for a ride, make sure everything's working. We check the lights. We have a whole entire check sheet of what we do. Uh, we get it running. We, we take it out. A lot of, a lot of the men uh, have... Uh, they're certified for the uh, New Jersey State Police uh, water safety class to operate the vessel. Some of the advantages I have, I have my own small boat across the way over there. Uh, I'm out in the river all the time. Uh, if I do see anything bad going on uh, during storms, the next day usually we have a tremendous amount of debris in the river. We have logs. We have, we actually had a dock floating down one time. So I tell the men, I'll give them a call and say, look, there's a lot of debris in the river today. If you get a call in the river, just be extra careful. Uh, I try to give them the tides. Everybody has the tides in their phones now because if we come out here at a dead low tide uh, event, uh, it's going to be difficult for us to get the vessel out, but we can do it. So I try to keep them informed on what's going on. We do have a lot of commercial traffic in the river, as you're going to see in a few minutes when we take off. Uh, we have tugboats. Uh, we have the Spirit of Philadelphia that rides up and down the river. Believe it or not, 75% of the fruit that comes in the United States comes right up the street for us. Uh, we do have cargo ships here, as you can see across the street. Uh, and we also have uh, Del Monte, like I just mentioned. And with this vessel, the size of it is, it's pretty good because we're able to get into some of the small tributaries that are off the side of the river, uh, some of the creek channels and so on. So we do have a lot of capabilities with this boat. We usually make the fishermen angry up here because they got to reel their lines in when we go, but... <laughs> so the main thing we try to teach people out here is to drive defensively, just like you would on the highway. If I'm out here doing 100 miles an hour in this boat, not paying attention to other boats, of course, it's going to get bad. Boats don't have brakes, obviously. So sometimes a lot of the accidents we occur out here are from speed and people not paying attention. And there's no street signs out here. So one night we were involved in a rescue where the only report we got was I'm tied up to a pier, there's a bunch of trees around me, and my, my friend is bleeding to death. And that's actually what it was. We came out of our marina, we went to the left, and there was a boat tied up. The guy had a real bad laceration on his neck, and he was bleeding out in the boat, and the boat was taking on water. So as long as our build pump ran, they were safe, but as soon as the battery went bad, that boat's going to sink. So it's just like defensive driving. we got to be defensive out here. we got to watch everybody else. There's a lot of commercial traffic, and also the wave runner drivers, they're out here flying around, so it's just got to be on your toes and watch. Usually the pilot will be watching for that while the other uh, firefighters in the back, they're going to be doing the search. They're going to be with the lights. They're going to be looking around. That's going to be their main job. Yeah, so this is Penn's Landing, another famous uh, part of Philadelphia here on the river. And when we come up a little ways, we'll see the uh, Mooshaloo, like Jeff said. Have you ever seen the movie Rocky? The Mooshaloo's in the Rocky movie where he's running. That's that big ship up here on the right-hand side. And there's also a, uh, a World War I battleship there on the right-hand side, too. That's uh, one of the old uh, 
iron sides, I believe it's called. That's right there on the right. You can see the two stacks. But, uh, this is a big, huge, big, huge family place here. I think that's where the ice skating rink is. They have an ice skating rink yeah. right there. You can ice skate that during the winter time. That huge that tourist area right here. There's a boardwalk built in there now too, I think, right Jeff? What? Like a boardwalk built in there now too. Like food truck places and restaurants and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's what they did basically like. Hi, I'm Brian Fox. I'm also a captain here in Gloucester City. Um, I guess the main thing with this vessel, like Kurt said, we cover a lot of ground. Uh, we have major bridges, it's a major port. Um, on top of the fruit, the, right across the river, they're unloading a car, boat full of cars that come into Philadelphia and be distributed to dealerships around the area. All summer long, this is a very busy uh, recreational area. From here all the way down the Delaware into the, uh, to the bay. We do a pretty good job weekly. We check it twice during the summer um, while it's in the water. We'll come down and pump it out if we have to, but uh, it always stays docked in this marina, so that should anything happen, we always have a vessel ready to go out to the river. All right, so uh, like we said, our port here is one of the busiest ports on the East Coast. Most of the fruit that comes in and out of the United States comes through this port here in Gloucester. And we have cargo ships like this with sea crate containers in and out every day. It's a 24-7 operation, um, loading and unloading, getting them in and out. And we face different types of incidents on these ships as well. Um, I've had incidents where I've had workers crushed by pallets, broken legs and stuff down in the hull of the ship. Typically, they put us in a basket on a crane, lower us down. We can package, do whatever we have to do medically, bring them back up. It's a lot easier. Um, however, they also use these big cranes, and we were fortunate enough recently, what, in the last year or two, uh, actually, I believe some of the money for the training and our new equipment came from the ownership of the pier itself and a collaboration with them, so we could get training on uh, rope rescue techniques and confined space stuff to better protect the employees and the workers on the pier and, and the ships. So. Uh, yeah, the ship itself, they pose tons of types of incidents from, like I said, all the way into the hull. Maybe you have a confined space type of incident, all the way up to rope rescue or high angle where you have to go up 130, 150 feet in the air, pull people off. Uh, I've never had an incident in the crane. I've heard of guys in the past that have, where they've been all the way up in the operator's box in the crane, like 100 feet in the air, and had to package somebody who was having a heart attack and figure out how to get them back down. Pindicue Productions, Pindicue Podcast. We are in Gloucester City, New Jersey, and Camden County, and we are at Gloucester City Fire Headquarters. With me, I have Firefighter O'Connor, and you got something pretty special coming up, right? Yeah. What I'm, is that? Uh, 
Um, due to have my first child tomorrow. So. Tomorrow, and he's here right now. Yeah, so any day now. <laughs> yeah, so if he has to get out of this chair and run, it's yep. because she's ready to go. Yeah, phone's on. <laughs> Brother, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for having me. Before we get too further, uh, why don't you celebrate who you are, bro? Uh, Tom O'Connor, uh, grew up, born and raised in Gloucester City, firefighter EMT with Gloucester City Fire Department. Uh, been here about six years now, volunteered about a year and a half prior to that. Um, that's, you know, not much to tell. Like, So you just, just a fireman to be happy to be here? Absolutely, yeah. Brother, talk to me a little bit about uh, how it all came to be for you. Like, how'd you get here? I, I think mine was a little unconventional compared to a lot of people. Um, I didn't grow up in a firefighting family. Um, my brother is a firefighter here, but he probably only has four years on the job prior to me. Um, same deal, our fathers, grandfathers were not firemen. Um, I was mid-twenties, I'm 33 now, I kind of got into this around 26. Um, kind of one of those deals, I was along with some friends from high school, you know, partying, I was working an overnight warehouse job, wasn't really too happy, wanted to kind of do something new. Some new challenges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talked to my brother and I was just like, you know, how do you like the job? And he says, I love it, so I think I want to give it a shot. And I think the best advice he gave me was don't do it for a job, because it's super competitive, it's, you know, guys, try for 10 years and never get it. Right, right. And so, I mean, I, I kind of stuck with that. I, I signed up to volunteer and the department sent me through fire school and I love fire school. I had a blast. Um, but after that, they said, do you want to go to EMT school? So sure. So I was actually working night shift overnights, leaving work, going to school at college for eight hours a day, coming home, getting an hour or two napping, <laughs> going back to work finishing up fire school on the weekends, so really rough couple months there. Um, but I loved what I was doing. I was able to do a couple ride-alongs here as a volunteer, and uh, one day I just got a call. They said, you know, how you feel about doing this for a career? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> there was no hesitation, right? Yeah, no hesitation. Uh, I mean, there was a catch that was being hired provisional, okay. so I still had to take the civil service test, and I basically had to come out number one or number two to keep my job. Right. So left one good job to come give this a shot. And you know, I was lucky I scored pretty high on tests and you know, was able to hang around here ever since. What's it like for you uh, to be a firefighter, you know, in a place where your brother's at, you know, in this house? What does it mean to you personally? It's great. I mean, I, we've always been close, but I feel like we're closer than ever, whether it's, you know, talking about the good things here, talking about the bad things here. It's, you know, we, we kind of have each other's back even though we don't work on the same shift. Right. Uh, sometimes see each other, shift change, you know, how's the family out, things like that. But it's just, it's a good connection that we both were able to kind of, you know, not not so much a feather in the cap, but to be able to do something that we had no experience in. Absolutely. And, you know, really kind of like give our all to it. And, you know? and like you said, it's not the traditional fire service way. Yeah. You know, most siblings, come and did his thing with their fathers and grandfathers and so on. So yeah, and again, I was, I was very lucky how I got here. I mean, there's a lot of people I know who've been around this their entire lives and right. they would love to do what I do. Absolutely. It just, for whatever reason, doesn't happen. I said I volunteered for maybe a year and a half before I got on the job, so. I always tell, you know, guys and girls, you know, be thankful because there's a hundred people behind you that exactly. want this job and take it yeah. like that, right? Yeah, and it's, it's absolutely the best job in the world. I know it's the cliche thing to say, but it's like, thankful every day I get to wake up and come here. I mean, it's not even just the great schedule, benefits, whatever. It's, it's get to do something that most people don't ever fathom to do. 
and the things you get to see, whether they're good or bad, you know, it's every day is interesting. Every day is something different. Brother, talk to me about the kitchen table. What does it mean to you? Uh, the kitchen table is our favorite place in here. It's uh, we. I spend 90% of my day here just laughing with these guys. And I mean, I think, you know, we work a 24 hour shift and I think it makes it go by quick when you can do that. And we, we have kind of an unwritten rule. There's no rank at the kitchen table. So, you know, obviously you don't cut too deep, but like right. it, it's fun to just have that looseness. And, you know, we like to watch YouTube videos and, you know, cook meals together, do the whole thing. And it's, like I said, spend a good portion of my day just laughing with these guys. and. Even the good and bad calls makes it all that much easier. So. How do you explain to your friends that aren't firefighters like what this job is about? How do you explain it? <laughs> it's it's the hardest thing right. because they have the <laughs> they have the idea that I come in here and I throw my feet up for 24 hours and right. you know go get a cat out of a tree. But it, I explain to people it's it's like any other job. You know we we have things we take care of during the day. You know we we train. We we're constantly per, perfecting our craft, learning new things. We're we can be really busy, we can be really slow, it depends on the day. And right. you know, even though yeah, we, we have nice chairs here and we sleep at night, it's like you're still up. You oh, know, yeah. you, you don't In get a moment's you don't, notice. You don't get the choice. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so. Now you, you also do something outside of firefighting, which is awesome. <laughs> Tell everybody what you do. Uh, the twenty four seventy two schedule allows a lot of guys to work uh, part time jobs and I uh, I'm uh, my biggest passion outside of here is uh, hockey. Now that's something that is traditional in the fire services. Yeah. Almost every fire you talk to plays hockey, including myself. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I kind of, I mean, I did like part-time EMS for a while, but I, I, you know, between working here and you know, it's very regimented, very short. I said if I'm going to do a part-time job, I want to do something really fun. So I start calling around. Rinks and long story short, I drive a Zamboni for a nice rink trip. Now. How is that for a part-time yeah. job? That's awesome. I love it. It's it's fun job. Obviously, it's pretty laid back. Uh, again, I love playing hockey, so usually get some uh, free ice here and there. It, like it's my favorite way to work out is play <laughs> hockey. So, so you listen to music while you're on the on the Zamboni, or sometimes <laughs> uh, I try not to, just because you know it's you want to hear when that thing's not working the way it's supposed to. <laughs> that's a pretty cool part time. We talked to a lot of a lot of guys and girls on the show that have part time gigs, but that's probably the coolest one I've heard yet. Yeah, it's a, it's a blast, and it's you know it's the the place I work for. They're great. They they know my schedule. They work around it. Um, I pretty much they said, "Why do you want to work here?" I said, I want to drive to say Modi. And they said, That's a reason enough. They said, cool, start next week. <laughs> now, you also talked to me off camera and told me that you uh, you play hockey in the Cherry League. Talk, talk to me about that. Uh, I play for the Camden County Warriors public safety ice hockey team. Um, we're basically law enforcement, law enforcement, fire, EMS, and military from the Camden County area, and even some guys from over in Philly and everywhere surrounding. Uh, but we all play hockey. Like A lot of times we do it for fun, but we like to set up a lot of uh, Charity games between different first responder teams, or um, any fundraisers we can do. We'd like to benefit families, and, you know, line of duty deaths, whether police, fire, awesome. EMS, whatever. Um, awesome, we'd like to do charity tournaments. We just got back from Boston, uh, Boston. two months ago. Yeah, Boston. About two months ago, they have a big uh, Heroes Cup. Nice. First responders from all over the country teams go up there but uh yeah it's a lot of fun like we play men's league we, we have a good time talk about the network and that like people you meet it's it's great it's i met a lot of really cool guys there um and you get to guys ask me how my department does this i ask them how their department does this 
they saw our Instagram and said Pinda Q was going to be here. They all wanted to know if my uh, happy face was going to be on camera or not. It's on. Happy face is on. Yeah. Hey, boys. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's it's great. Yeah. And just like the fire service and any former first responder, like, they, we have each other's backs, you know. If some personal life's going on, we try to help them out, you know. Whether get them out for a few beers and whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, we, we try to take care of each other and take care of people who don't play for us and yeah, things absolutely. like that. And, um, charities the biggest part of our team and that's the reason we do it so bro what would you say the most rewarding thing that happened to you here uh, in Gloucester City being a firefighter so I think any time that not that we obviously reach out to residents if we've come across their house on fire but if, you know I recently we had a job and we post our stuff on Facebook to let people know what we're doing and the homeowner actually commented and said that they were super appreciative of everything we did. They thought we did a great job. You know, we saved their house from very extensive damage. And it's like to think when someone's at their worst point and they can still think you did a good job. The, and the fact that they took that time out of all the stuff they're yeah, dealing with to say yeah, that. It, it's I huge. Mean, it's huge. That, that's rewarding. It's not expected. It's right. not expected. But it's like when you do it, and you know, we. We train every day for that few minutes to save someone's house. So right. it's like that's the biggest reward ever. And you know, just the normal stuff, you know, kids look up to you, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. That's always great. You know, we always try to take time for them. So, yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, right? getting out in the community, you know, try to be friendly with everybody. Community know. relations, you know, is paramount now. Yeah. You know, you build a, a strong relationship with your community, they're always going to support you. Mm -hmm. You know, just things like that. Just yeah. reaching out on social media to say, hey, thanks. Yeah, it goes a long way. Exactly. Like again, it's we, we don't do it for thanks, but it's it's always nice. Like I said, especially when that's probably the worst moment in our life, and Absolutely. they're still appreciative of what we did. You know, and we always say it's what we're here for. And it's true, but you know, it's when you know everything clicked, and they're grateful as it can be in right. a sense. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. So, before I let you go, talk to me a little bit about um, you know this new baby coming. I mean, are you ready for this or what, bro? I'm about as ready as I can be. It's uh, it's it's crazy. It's I, I keep it's life changing, bro. That's the thing, and you know what's funny is I, I keep saying like I feel like I'm uh, not as nervous as I should be. It's all going to hit me at once. I've been pretty relaxed with the whole thing, and my girlfriend, the mother is uh, she's a paramedic in Camden. She's worked in healthcare. She's worked in the ERs, so it's like. She has Googled everything and like <laughs> she knows everything that could happen. She's right, done right. the research. She's brilliant as can be. And it's like me, I'm just like You're long for a ride. Yeah, <laughs> long for the ride. But it's it's we got everything set up, you awesome. know, ready to go. Like bags are packed by the door for when yeah. that day comes. So we're just ready for her to be here. Well, like, we're I, excited. I got two daughters and we say there's no instruction manual, you just do the best you can and Yeah. yeah. And it kinda yeah, you know, goes back to like the kind of camaraderie and brotherhood years, you know. I uh, told you guys got baby appointment and the guys coming in to cover me, you know, so I can make it. It's like guys are always asking, you know, when's the baby getting here? Yeah. How's everyone doing? Like, well, your family, you know. It's, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. spending a third of my life with these guys. So. But that's the part of the job that is difficult to explain to someone yeah. who's not in the job that doesn't yeah. understand, you know, career or volunteer. It's just such a huge family. Especially talking, you know, talking about having kids and you're worrying about like babysitting and things like that. And it's, you know, there has to be an understanding that, you know, two days a week, I'm gone for 24 hours. Right. Like, luckily I'm in town, so God forbid there's something, we can head over there, but 
So I got round up five guys to come home. So it's yeah. like, yeah. but we, we make it work. We, we got a plan. I mean, she she works in emergency services. So, so she, she gets, gets it, it too. Yeah. That helps. That helps yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. Hey, I appreciate you coming to talk to us. Oh, I appreciate yeah. you having me. Yeah, really absolutely. Good. Appreciate you guys coming in, checking out our department, what we do here. I yeah. think it's a it's a great place. Yeah, we're kind of a special little city. It really is. I mean, that, you know, what we've seen so far is just so. Um, unique. It's got so many different variables. Yeah. Building construction, the poor. Yeah. It's a lot of we, cool stuff. We're, we're 2.2 square miles and we do a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's, I mean, most apartments you should be a jack of all trades, but we, we really got to kind of stick to that. Yeah, it's so awesome. we, we got everything you could think of. So. Well, it's awesome, bro. Well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, thank you for having Good me. Good luck with the baby. That's Appreciate exciting. it. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing those pictures. Oh, well, send them over. All right, we got more to come here in this episode of In the Cupid Office. Cause yeah, sometimes when I'm feeling low In a second I'll be right there Turn around, let it rain Turn around and let it rain on me Don't you be afraid